is where the where the real okay apparently i did not come prepared no um all right can you hear me yep sound good gotcha dude it's i i literally i don't think i've seen you in like at probably a year dude it's been a long time it's been a very long time all right um so I was talking to my sister, and I figured I would start out the show uh, by introducing myself. No. Uh, <laughs> got a very special guest. It's me. Um, I just have an audience. Uh, we're going to see how this goes. Um, no. Uh, the cool thing is that Noel is our guest today, uh, and I'm... As many people, I hope, know, I'm Zach. Uh, I started the podcast. I sound really weird right now. Um, my voice is cracking. I don't know why. But uh, hopefully we're going to have a uh, a very open and honest conversation. Uh, and just share what's, uh, what's going on. You know, what we're doing. Stuff that worked. The fun shit that didn't work. And kind of see where it goes. So, Noel, would you like to introduce yourself? You want to let people hear your voice? Yes, I'm Noel. Me and Zach have been friends for a while. Hello. You can get me try to record for <laughs> for a minute, but so it's only gonna good. be it's only gonna be your mom and my mom listening. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Maybe Genesis. <laughs> we'll see. Low expectation. I have really high expectations, yeah. and we were talking. We were actually—it was funny. We were, <laughs> uh, you know, I came up with the original title. I was telling you about the first Noel. Um, but the thing that cracked me up, and I say I saved this right. Um, I was, I'm, I'm really liking watching the podcast kind of organically go and do its thing, and. People listen to it. People come on it, start listening. Um, and it crossed my mind. Like, I never really wanted to advertise or anything like that. Like, I have an Instagram. I'm not really good at it. I think I've posted three times, and I posted about the first episode. I didn't post about the second episode. I didn't post about the third episode. Really, I'm just following people and kind of doing the electronic stocking. Stalking? Stocking? <laughs> How do you say that? Stalking? Stalking. Yeah, so I'm kind of doing some light uh, Instagram stalking where I just see what's going on with people, seeing who's interesting, who's not. Um, pretty much everybody's been interesting because they're not me. <laughs> but, uh, but my buddy did a... My buddy has a podcast and he interviewed a comedian who had a documentary come out. Uh, I believe it's called never be done. Uh, the Richard Glenn Lett story. And, uh, he named the episode never be done. And when he, when you Google never be done his podcast episode, because it's named the same thing. It, it comes up very high on Google. 
Uh, so, yeah, so I got I got really creative with. Uh, I guess I didn't get really creative, but uh, it crossed my mind uh, that I should start thinking of titles that are close to to popular stuff, Ooh. so that when people Google, they randomly come across the podcast. Um, which is why I came up with the first Noel. Uh, it probably won't be that because immediately he let me have it about being original. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we all try to be original, but, you know, um, you never really can, man. You either hop on, hop on the train with everyone else or you just get left behind, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I was thinking about the first Noel, like, the last guy we had on was Dane, software engineer for Jack Capital. Uh, randomly, we were joking around in the office about what his episode was going to be called, and somebody said, you should call it Over the Dane Bow. <laughs> so I called it Over the Dane Bow. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what you're, I don't, I don't know what the episode title is going to be, but hopefully we can see what's, what's going on. Um, Dude, this house is massive. Yeah. So you've got you've got some extended family here, mm-hmm. right? You've yeah. got your grandma and your grandpa. Yeah. So my grandparents are here. Uh, my brother's here. My sister and her husband's here. My mom's here. We're here. Whole reason why we all moved here was grandfather has Alzheimer's, so we're taking care of him. All the other stuff, he's declining fast, but you know we we're doing what we can. Uh, my mom doesn't want to put him in the home because he was like, uh, put me in home, I'm going to kill myself. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> goes zero to 100 real quick. Real fast. I was like, Shh. Um, but, you know, this this is just a temporary thing for me, at least. I'm going to save up, move out. Me and Genesis will get our own place. She will actually move from Florida over here. Um, she's trying to figure out uh, school-wise. Um whether she's going to go to school up there or here, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, trying to one thing at a time, I guess. Yeah, but uh, just working. So that's all. That's all that we're doing. I know that's all I'm doing on my end. Uh, but yes. Yeah, what do you I do just, for work? I'm a flight attendant. <laughs> You're a flight attendant. I babysit people on a plane, basically. So how is that with? COVID going on is it has it changed drastically are you are you experiencing the same stuff or what's going on with that it's kind of like my first experience when I first started flying originally I'm from California moved here in 2006 Uh, then you really start to see the world and I saw even more when I started flying in the different geographics, people's different opinions, um, you know, social classes, all the other, all that other stuff. And then when COVID hit, um, it was like a standstill for a while, man. Uh, A lot of the fly tents I was talking to, they're like, yeah, I haven't seen these planes empty like this, like, uh, since 9-11. I was like, oh shit. And, uh, a lot of airlines started 
can hit pretty hard. Uh, I know some major ones out there actually had to furlough a bunch of people. Southwest has this pride thing where we've never had to furlough anybody uh, in our whole entire existence in the airline in industry. I think they're really trying to hold on to that. Um, we got close to it, but I think we're pretty good. But um, ever since we opened up the middle seats, because for a long time, we would block, we had only um, book the planes to a certain capacity. Excuse me. Um, and we'd block all those middle seats open. So everyone would have to be spaced out. So then that was a big hit on revenue and all the other stuff. And uh, eventually we opened those middle seats up. We're getting full again. Yeah. That's tight, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. But you do see people really uncomfortable. You know, people don't want to wear their masks, all the other stuff. I don't want to wear that shit, too. So <laughs> I understand. Like, people don't want to wear it. But the thing that gets me is these grown adults, man. <laughs> these grown adults sitting here and telling on each other. And it's, it's always the same time every time. It's when everyone's getting off the plane. How come you didn't tell me about this before? You know, what am I gonna do about it now? Everyone's off the off the fucking plane, you know. It's like you're, you're some grown people being a little snitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you notice that they're not telling on you. They're like, oh, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So uh, we recorded with Dane. Uh, that was the last episode that went out, mm. um, and we were we had a, a pretty good conversation about COVID and kind of how all the kind of the science behind testing and, and what was it? Lessening the curve or yeah. flattening the curve. Mm. Uh, and he went in, he, he went in and explained the idea behind flattening the curve and the testing and how they do testing um, for the virus right now, mm. um, and why we like why we actually needed to to flatten the curve, you know the stuff that actually needs to be talked about, but nobody talks about why we needed to flatten the curve. Like, hey, we need to flatten the curve so that wow. more people don't get sick, mm. but why? Mm -hmm. You know, so he went he went into he went into why. Mm -hmm. And basically where we landed after that conversation was it's not if this happens again, it's just when it happens again yep. and how do we approach it? So are you like, have you watched the, the movie arrival, the arrival, the sci-fi movie? Is that the one with a, I think it's aliens. Yeah. So when they land, maybe, and then they have, uh, they bring the interpreter and all the other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. That blew my mind. You know, actually, maybe not blew my mind, but it it uh, solidified a lot of uh, theories on the philosophical scale. You know, of um, time. You know, time, acceptance of things. So, 
know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Basically, at the end, it talks about how everything that's happening right now has already happened in the past, and it will happen again in the future. You know, but the way the aliens see time and the reaction and things, they don't see it as a cause and effect. They see everything happening happening simultaneously. Oh, okay. Do you get that? Like everything. Yeah, it took it, it took yeah it, it took me, it took me a second. It's all yeah happening all at the same time. Just in different like just in different timelines or different. No, that's the thing. It's it's not it's non-linear. So instead of past, present, future, and it going like this, it's happening all at the same time. Simultaneously, it's all happening. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's a that's a. Like, God, that's a you, you that's into, a like, hard that's a hard concept. Yeah, you get into like the string theory, uh, different dimensions, stuff like that. But somewhere in another life, the past is happening, the future is happening, the present is happening all at the same time. It's just not a cause and effect. It's not a cause and effect, and what happens in right the past, right the future, and mm-hmm. the present, they yeah. don't over they they don't overlap. They do overlap. It's just there. Yeah. Is it is it kind of? I guess. Maybe I don't understand. <laughs> maybe maybe Sorry. I don't get it as much Sorry. as I said I did. Um, the thing is, I took philosophy class in college, right? Yeah. I never finished college. I didn't even finish that class, but I, I love studying it. I love studying different philosophies on uh, ethics, you know, existence, knowledge, uh, death, you know, life. If there's a God or not, those little, those questions that, yeah, some are very, uh, sensitive subjects, but I love talking about them, seeing the different views on everyone's different angle of, on, on the subject, you know, it's really cool. Have you always enjoyed talking about all these different subjects mm-hmm. and all the different perspectives and yeah. ideas out there? Yeah. I don't like talking when I'm, when I'm talking to other people, I don't like talking about celebrities. I don't like talking about the weather. I don't like talking about stupid bullshit topics. Get me like in-depth conversation. I need something that's going to be mind-blowing, basically, or it's gonna. I'm gonna grow intellectually. You, you, you get it, Monson? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like the everyday conversation stuff. That stuff I talk to passengers about. So you get the small fuck, talk. Yeah, get the fuck out of my face. Basically, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. How you like being fly attendant? Oh, that's great. Blah blah. blah. Fuck off. <laughs> Get out of my fucking uh, galley. That, that type of shit. Maybe we shouldn't talk about maybe we shouldn't have talked about who you work for. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think we I don't think I said anything. You did. I was like, oh, You did. Oh damn it. <laughs> I can oh go. well. Oh well. We can we can edit it just, in post. <laughs> but hey, I'm just being fucking real. <laughs> Even like a lot of these other uh airlines that we flown with, man, it's so it's always so funny because yeah, we have uh, differences because we're different companies and stuff like that. But we join in on this like same camaraderie of dumbass passengers <laughs> that I encounter. But also I have to remember, hey, these people don't fly every day like I do, you know. So I've gotten better in that sense, and uh, a lot of understanding, and acceptance, and it's going. You know, to wrap it back to that theory I was talking about, it's not going to be. 
it's happened a bunch of times before. It's happened like my flight a couple of days ago. You know, it's probably gonna happen again in the future. So why get pissed off about it, man? Like why get so worked up? It's just gonna fucking happen. You know, anything but life, except weed. Yeah. So have you always been in a place where you're accepting of what's happening? Fuck no. <laughs> so how did how how did we get from from you sitting here across the table? We are socially distanced. Um in a way. <laughs> in a way. But uh but like how did how did we get from being in a place where you weren't as accepting as you are as you are today? Oh, just life experience, man. Life experience. And, and it's, it wasn't just, you know, recovery stuff. Um, and it wasn't, you know, just doing it every single time. It just, you're so unhappy all the time, you know. So either you're going to stay in that misery or you're going to shift your perspective on whatever's going on, you know. That's the only thing I could, uh, I can only change about that. I can't change all these passengers getting on, right? Um, so what's going to have to change is my perspective on it. Like I said, a lot of these people don't travel all the time like I do. So I can't be like, you should already know this. Nah, this is this dude's first flight. Of course, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, like we've talked about in the program, selfishness and self-centeredness. That's, you know, I just think about me all the time. And that's... That's pretty much it, man. Me being pissed off, that's uh, that's me thinking how, how people should be, you know, dictating how people should be. And that's that's like one thing I've I've always worked on. It's continued it's continued process because I'm gonna tell you straight up right now, like I could be talking all this shit, but then tomorrow some shit's gonna happen and then afterwards I'm gonna be like, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's interesting how how that perspective can shift. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it, and it's a different but like it's it's a different button for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different. I feel like I kind of know what my like what my pain tolerance is from time to time. <laughs> But then there's times where I don't know a damn thing, right? Yeah. Because before you, like before you and I met, which I've known you for, it's been a couple years now. Yeah. Yeah. Time's flying by, man. Yeah, man. And we were we were talking on the drive over here, talking about it. I got super freaked out when you were like, "Hey, man, had to go drop Genesis off." Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> like I was so quick I was so quick to get there <laughs> and I was thinking about it after we got off the phone and my sponsor mm-hmm. he's doing so much like he's he's all over the place with like what he's doing like we work together right so it's weird because I see him I see him doing all these things and I've done the same things but he just has so much joy and like not caring, just enjoying that moment. 
that it's one of the like it's one of the reasons that I was attracted to him as a play like, as a person, not like not like in a love way or anything like that, but like, just like in like no like in, <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> I was like yeah that guy whether you like dudes or not it doesn't matter to me <laughs> hey man like if that's if that's the thing like no judgment no judgment here you know do you but do you I think it was more but, so like you saw think, what 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 you wanted yeah I saw I saw what I wanted I saw like the way that he carried himself mm-hmm. and how he he's he's got what I want yeah. you know he's he's laid back he's so I, I wouldn't even say he's carefree man like mm-hmm. but at the same at the same time he cares so much yeah yeah so it was it was, it was cool to kind of it, it was cool to see that and I have no idea where I was going with that. No, I see that. Like, uh, but my, uh, that's, that's, that's why I picked my sponsor too. It was like my first meeting, my first meeting at birds, um, out of treatment. Yeah. I raised my hand. Yeah. It was my first meeting here. I need, yeah, that's it. Right. And then afterwards I was like, oh, I need a sponsor. I didn't work any fucking steps in treatment at all. <laughs> I, I picked the sponsors. I could put his name on the papers. So I could get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but getting out, I was like, oh, shit. This is real, the real deal. I'm going to be out in the real world. And uh, I, I ran with it, man. I, I, I was like, if I need to do this recovery thing, man, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it hard as fuck. Uh, so I picked Kyle. Yeah. I picked Kyle to be my sponsor. It was funny because I'm going to admit to you right now, I thought your name was Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> the, first couple, the first couple months that's why i kept calling you kyle i was like yeah it's, it's kyle i was getting you mixed up with uh smaller kyle and then my sponsor kyle the the, the ripped one and then that's why i noticed too i always pick sponsors that are super ripped but i never really go to the gym myself <laughs> <laughs> they want what i have but i'm not gonna do it so you want to live vicariously through them <laughs> i guess but hey, uh, you go to the gym for me too <laughs> Wait, do an extra rep for me, man. <laughs> Think of me while you're doing it. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, I will tell you this: I have had a gym membership for I think two years now. Okay. I probably can count on my hand the number <laughs> of times I've gone. Oh, I, I call it a fat tax. So, <laughs> I was telling my friends about this the other day, uh, about. This breakup I had, so I, had um, I think I was like 18 or 19. I had this breakup. I was, I was with this girl for a long time. Broke my heart. She cheated on me with a girl. And uh, it, I uh, got her job at where I worked also, which was awesome because that fucked me up too in my job. And then also my friends were there and they all became friends. So they all turned on me. So still a little bit of resentment right there, but you know, <laughs> working on that. But I was so heartbroken, man. I was so heartbroken that I remember going to the mall, right? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get new clothes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm change my whole self and get new clothes. I remember I went to the American Eagle. And uh, <laughs> uh, I told uh, the lady at the register when she asked me if I had like a membership. 
you know, what's what's the phone number for the membership? I was like, um, I would use my girlfriend's, but we broke, we just broke up. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you should like start your own. And I was like, yeah. And then I ended up doing that. And then I was walking after I got out the store. I walked down the way. So I was like, huh, GNC, we go in there. I was like, I'm gonna get real ripped now. <laughs> I feel real good about myself, right? And uh, I went in there and I asked the lady, I don't know shit about fucking uh, supplements or working out. And the lady was like, oh, so what do you uh, think about what you're going to be doing? I was like, "Um, I don't know. I'm just going to start out, you know, real easy. She ends up selling me all this stuff. She asked me if I had a membership. Same thing. Uh, Me and my girlfriend just broke up. I think what it was, I was using these people that I didn't know, right, to like let them know I was like hurting really bad. And I was super sad. And now that I like look back on it, I was like, what a little weak piece of shit, you know? But now, fucking program, I was like, I was hurting. I needed to talk to somebody, or else I would have like killed myself or something, you know. But uh, it was- yeah, I think that's it's funny that. I mean, I guess it's funny the way that we kind of try to share that pain with the world, <laughs> with um, people that don't give a shit, right? <laughs> They're like, oh fuck, like I get that on the plane all the time. It's funny because now I realize. I'm not the only one that fucking does this. Where people will start crying, like telling me other problems, especially on the jump seat, other fucking flight attendants, jump seat therapy. I'm like, your insurance doesn't cover this. I need a copay if I'm going to be sitting here listening to all your fucking problems. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm not the only one that fucking does that shit. But no, my si- it's it's funny. My, uh, my sister called me today mm-hmm. and she had just listened to the first episode. Uh, so I'm giving her a little bit of a shout out here. Um, no, she, like I said, like I said in the beginning, she, you know, she gave me some feedback, mm-hmm. but then she also asked me about, um, she also asked me about something that I had said in that, in that episode. Uh, and it was essentially, it was why, why do I only share the bad things? Why do I only share the things that I'm tore up about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do that pretty, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I talk about, uh, this is going wrong and this is fucked up and this is, uh, you know, whatever, like whatever the case may be, it's always the bad stuff. Like I go to my friends with the bad stuff. I don't, I don't really find myself going to people, you know, sharing the good stuff all the time. Like if I share the good stuff, somehow it's not going to be mine anymore and it's not going to be a special. And Hmm. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's actually a thing, but I was curious. Is that like, is that just a me thing? Like maybe it's not you, but it's something like, it's something that I do that I'm not, I'm not excited that, you know, I go to some, you know, I go to one of my oldest friends and when I'm in a relationship, I don't go, Hey man, everything is going great. (laughs) How do I keep that going? Right. It's everything is messed up. My life is crumbling to the ground. What do I do? I think it's easier to talk, you know, uh, about the negative stuff because we could, Find more things to talk about and relate, you know, more people identify, I guess. Um, Because 
But it was never any, like it was never my fault. Mm. It was never anything that I did. Mm. Right? No. I mean it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff that I did. But <laughs> like let's be re- like let's be real about it. Uh-huh. Like if the problems are of I'm dude, I am grateful as hell that I got to the point where I truly believe to my core, even though I'll deny it sometimes, that my problems are of my own making. Because if they're not of my own making, like, let's say, like, let's say somebody dies, mm-hmm. right? And the problem I have with them is their making. Then that motherfucker has to come back to life for me to get that off my conscience. <laughs> or for me to get that out of my head, man. And... I don't know many. I don't know many dudes coming back to life. Unless they get Narcan, you know. <laughs> unless they're, unless <laughs> unless they're, yeah, unless they're unless they're getting Narcan, man. So seen a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like that's one. That's one of the things that I don't know. You see that you know, like I was talking about earlier, change the perspective. I can't. You know, I can't change how these people are, man. You change what's going on with me. So if they are the problem of my own making, then the solution has to come from within me, not in someone else, man. You know, looking for an answer that's external or an answer that's ex- like a. Oh. Looking for an answer that's external for a problem that's internal? Yes. Thank you. I was buffering for a second. <laughs> We've known each other long enough to finish each other's sentences. Thanks. <laughs> no, that was just complete coincidence right there. <laughs> I was just hoping I didn't mess it up. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. All right, so we're at the 30 minute mark. That's right. Uh, hopefully, we're at the 30 minute mark when I chop off like the first couple seconds <laughs> cool. um i haven't done this in a little bit no i have done, I, i've done it in every episode i've mentioned that we're not a sponsored podcast here um if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast hit me up podcast on instagram i don't really know how to post very well but if you want to sponsor the podcast i might let you actually i probably will all right we'll take a break and we'll come right back who's going to be on the podcast later hopefully later this week was doing um all right so um yeah so uh during the nicotine break for myself uh congratulations on on i remember how giving up your giving up your nicotine habit it's hard man uh hopefully it's not something that's re-triggered by watching me sit here um, no, we were talking, we were, 
we're talking about my sister, right? Hmm. And and I guess we were talking about my sister during the break. We weren't talking. We talked about her a little bit before. Uh, but she was telling me today um, how she's so happy about what she's, you know, what she's doing, the life that she's chosen for herself. But a lot of times she call like she calls me when she's just struggling with, with getting over the hump, right? Or, or questioning what she's doing, or, or maybe it's not even her questioning what she's doing; it's other people questioning what she's doing, like she's wrong about it. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's wrong. Uh, it's actually really cool. You know, she's a, she went to ASU for, uh, biomedical engineering. Uh, I was pretty pissed. Uh, (laughs) well, no, 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 no. I wasn't like, I wasn't pissed at her. I was super excited. I was super excited for her. But when she graduated with a degree in biomedical engineering, don't get me wrong. I don't ever. I shouldn't say I don't ever want to go to college. But I looked at it as, okay, the bar has been set. <laughs> Nothing. She gets it. You're like, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Unless I, unless I get a master's degree. Yeah. Or a PhD in something. You're like, uh, like uh, the bar has been set. <laughs> I'm never going to like, I'm never going to beat that bar. And that just, but now, but that, that was when I was 23, 24. Mm. Eh, maybe like 26. All right, seriously, 27, 28. Um, but no, she's been, you know, she, she's, not a, she's not an engineer anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she decided to leave work. She decided to travel. Uh, she's been to a lot of different places. She rock climbs. She's, you know, she camps out in Yosemite. She, um, you know, she wor- she's worked out there. She's, you know, she's figured it out. It's not, from what she's told me, it's not been easy, um, yeah. but it was really cool. It was really cool to talk to her today where she's super stoked about what she's doing. She believes, you know, she believes that, uh, she's, she believes and she's very confident that she's doing the right thing. She's listening to herself. And not the outside voices. Yeah. Um, A lot of us end up doing that, man. Like, I remember uh, when I was growing up, and I I think that's one of the reasons why I was so scared to graduate, like, high school. I was like, one, I'm getting out of routine. And two, is like, what am I supposed to do now? Because, you know, people talk about, oh, you don't want to get stuck in something and not be able to, like, see the world. And then you got some people that are like, if you go out and see the world, you're going to like waste so much time going to school. It's like, dude, which way am I supposed to be going? You know? And that's why a lot of people start freaking out and mental breakdown, shit like that. But like, I get that. Man. I get that. I tried the college thing for me. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't too. I didn't finish. Uh, mostly because I was high most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like showing up at some of my class just blazed out of my mind. <laughs> and then I don't know how I still like passed that class. I passed a math class with 114% blaze. So I can't tell you what I learned <laughs> in there, but I passed. 
Yeah, man. I uh, that was that was one thing that for me, I was really good at math in high school. My teachers hated that. They didn't hate me. They hated the fact that I would not do my homework. I'm the same way. I wouldn't do my homework to save my life, but I would ace all my tests. Yep. That's me. Like, but again, it goes back, like, it goes back to that idea that we were talking about before of, like, why? Like, why did I need to do that homework? Right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I found out a little bit later on down the line, and I'm talking probably like six months ago, maybe, maybe a year ago. That it's, you know, it's not about, it's not because they wanted to make me miserable that they wanted me to do my homework. Mm. It's because the repetition of studying, of getting information into my head, of practicing things over and over and over again, it benefits me when I'm not in school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about today where I don't really know that I, I wouldn't say that I lost uh, the ability to do things. I think I just lost the confidence mm-hmm. in the ability to do them. Yeah. Oh wow, that was a that was a pretty good burp. <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for giving me a Dr Pepper uh, before this started. Okay. I'll uh, okay. I'll try to I'll try to edit that out. <laughs> um, no, actually that's that that's one of the that's one of the cool things about the podcast uh, is. It's exactly what we're experiencing right here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you only get the you only get the audio part of it. I don't do any video or anything like that. But <laughs> so, how did you get into? How did you? How did you get into? Uh, being a flight attendant, was it just kind of uh, a luck thing? Did you have? Do you have family that works? At... Yep. Both my parents. Okay. Like, my dad was like a. Kind of a big shot um, at the station here in Phoenix. Uh, he just retired with us. Really? After 30-something years. Well, with wow. the whole COVID thing, they they did end up coming out with a uh, like an early retirement package. Some okay. people took it. Some people didn't. This actually left field. I was like, holy shit. Because we've always like remembered my dad. Always. That's where he met my mom. was when we lived in Oakland. Okay. And... Uh, she was pregnant with the girls. I was two. My brother, I think, was six. And still to this day, I was like, you're talking to a pregnant lady. You have two kids from two different dads. You have a weird taste in girls. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was his, that was, it sounds like that was his thing, man. I guess, man. Like, uh, yeah, like my dad was absentee. And he was in a, I think he was a dad I was supposed to have. I think the dad I was supposed to have was my stepfather. Good dude, you know. Um, but yeah, he worked there. My mom worked there for a long time. She left the company in 2006, came back in 2015, I want to say. She's still there? Yeah, she's still flight Um And after working at the hospital for about 10 years, and I saw her, and this is when I had the realization of with college where I was like, why am I giving myself this deadline? You know, this imaginary deadline. Uh, and I've always talked to my sisters about this because they, they're always freaking out about life stuff. You know, uh, comparing your life to other people's lives. I got friends right now. They're married and they got kids. You oh, know. I'm so bad at that. They have a house and all this crap. But um, 
you know, college it was just wasn't part of my path at the time. Maybe later. I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But um, I wish I was because fucking I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I need those numbers of the lottery <laughs> right now. Go back in time, you know. Um, but I was like, yo, why am I frustrating myself with this? Why am I beating myself up? It's because I was sitting there doing it for my parents. I was giving myself these unrealistic expectations for myself. Uh, I needed to take care of my my mental health and my emotional health, all that other stuff. I'm with therapy since I was like 18. Um, I didn't end up going to rehab until I was 24, you know, uh, not knowing that I had, you know, I was an addict. I had the disease of addiction and like all this stuff I wish I knew back then. But it all rolled out the way it was supposed to, you know. And uh, with college, I was like, it's always going to be there. And I was in this kind of limbo. Of, I don't know what I was going to do. I was just working. Uh, I was pushing chairs at the, the airport as a skycap. That was a pretty interesting job. Good good college job because in between pushing, I'd sit there, do my homework, study, whatever I needed to do. i show up, blaze, as fuck. <laughs> all these old people are like oh you're so you're just you're so happy i'm like yeah i'm i'm just real chill today <laughs> super dangerous don't don't fucking do that shit um but then i saw my mom become a flight attendant and i saw this life just instilled back in her eye <laughs> she was happy about life again and i was like maybe that's what i want to do um and it was one of those things where i just Threw in my application. Let's see what happens. You know, not even thinking about it. End up getting a call. Uh, my dad's, you know, helping me with the interview process. He's not pulling any strings because he can't. Different department. Um, but he's like teaching me stuff about the airline. I I grew up around this airline, but not really looked into it. I never really saw myself as a going to be a flight attendant growing up. I thought I was going to work in like a warehouse or in like a lab in the dark somewhere away from everyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. But that's what blows people people's mind about me. They're like, you know, you don't like people? No, I don't fucking like people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my friends, uh, Andrew, that uh, I go to the Nooner with, uh, we talk about, like, I don't want to go out and hang out with people because all my stuff's at home. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. All my stuff is at home. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I just want to be at home with my stuff. That's it. <laughs> but um, a lot of people are like, yo, like, why become a flight then? I was like, because, yo, even though, yeah, I don't like people, at the same time, I'm good at what I do. I may label myself as an introvert, but I do like people. But I need a lot of time to recharge to get tired. You know, you get tired. Yeah. I just don't want to be home. It makes me, that's one of the uh, great things about being a flight attendant. It makes me appreciate being at home, you know. Yeah, it's awesome traveling, seeing shit. Um, but just like someone that works in nine to five, you know, they're on the inside wanting to be on the out. But me, it's opposite. I'm on the outside wanting want to be on the inside, you know. <laughs> It's like, dude, I just want to be at home. Other people are like, I want to go see the world. I'm like, uh, you know. But I'm kind of, kind of killing two birds with one stone. I told Genesis this. I was like, yo, 
we're fortunate, man, because we're building our our future in our, in our lives, and also we're able to go out and fucking see shit, you know. Yeah. Like how I was talking about how I was I was torn between the two um, mindsets, you know, either work on my future or go see the world and shit like that. Um, and kind of killing two birds with one stone at this point. And I don't I don't know many jobs where you could do that, you know, and yeah, for me. You know, then that's just for me. Some people are there just they're cool with just building their future, and there's some people are just cool backpacking around and eating grass off the floor or something. I don't fucking know what they do, but <laughs> it just whatever works for you works for you, man. Yeah, awesome. So, what was the was there a lot of trial and error to find what works for you, what doesn't work for oh, you? Oh hell yeah! What doesn't work for you? Like I said, when I was in college, man. I'm just getting fucking high and taking these classes. Like we were talking about before, I was, uh, I loved philosophy, man. I always loved philosophy. And even though I didn't complete that that class, I actually took that class twice and still didn't pass. But the professor was really cool both times. We both talked about stuff. And uh, I I was the same. I hated doing homework. I fucking hate doing homework. Give me the test. I ace that shit for you. I will fucking ace that. But don't give me this busy work bullshit. But maybe people need that. And it's the more of a meaning behind it. It's teaching me discipline. It's teaching me um, routine. You know, stuff I needed. Because... Time management? Yes, time management, big one. hate doing that shit. As a flight attendant, I was just on the clock all the... Because if you don't show up, you're fucking gone. You know? Training, dude. Training is a. I could do a whole episode on training, um, <laughs> dude. It was it was like being in a a horror movie <laughs> because you'd be talking to someone during class because you do class. Then every hour you do like a five minute break to go use the restroom, whatever you do. Come back once that door shut. That door shut. You know, you don't make it. You're gone. You know. You fuck up, you know, you're talking shit about an instructor or another classmate, gone. You know, you don't pass your, your tests, fucking gone, <laughs> you know. So you could be talking to someone at one point and be like, oh, go to break, come back. All their stuff is gone. You're like, where the fuck they go? They're like, she doesn't know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you just, so, we call them soul snatchers. Just woof, 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 people. So everyone's just <laughs> scared out of their mind trying to study I don't know what military training was for you <laughs> or people going through this really difficult college class. I was going through like a lot of like stress stuff too, but that was probably the most stressful situation I was in because you're under a microscope for so long, dude. And a lot of people quit their job to go and go and do this and or retired or whatever. And your basically your life is in the balance of whether you pass a class or not, you know, or pass training or not. And even then, you have a six month probation period, so it's it's super long. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah, I can. I, I mean, I can definitely I can definitely relate with that for the you know for the Marine Corps. Um, I mean, I don't think it was. It was. It's not anything that I regret. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I definitely, I I mean, I definitely joined for the, I definitely joined for the wrong reason. I've talked about this in previous episodes. 
Do not join the Marine Corps if you're trying to impress a girl. Oh shit! <laughs> now I know why. Like, just like, don't, just don't do it. Like, don't do it. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know, but like at the same time, it's one of the, you know, it, it could have been one of the worst things that ever happened to me. Hmm. It was actually one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't super in shape when I went. I, I went at 210 pounds. Uh, I left boot camp. If you, if somebody finds my Facebook page, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a photo of me leaving boot camp at 163 pounds. Oh, 163 pounds. Um, but yeah, like it gave me, you know, it gave me a lot of structure. It ta- it taught me a lot of stuff. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I'm I'm kind of disappointed about um, is uh, my little brother wanted me to teach him everything that I learned in uh, <laughs> you know in in boot camp and in the Marine Corps. Uh, and at one point, I opened my mouth and said that I would. Oof. Um, I you like, know, I'll it's let you join and you find out. You know, I <laughs> I. I want to, like, I, like, I want to go back or I want to, you know, rectify the stuff that I've done wrong. Okay. But at the same time, I don't want my little, I don't want my little brother exposed to that. Uh, you know, maybe I'm trying to, maybe I'm trying to choose for him, but there's, you know, there's just this, I, I feel like for me, it's, it's this place that I found that I could go. And I really don't like, I really don't like that. I can go into this, this cold hearted, uh, you know, just this cold hearted, no feeling, no emotion place in my mind. My aunt even brought it up when, when I got out of boot camp. I was staying, I was, you know, I was celebrating with my mom and my dad and my stepdad and everybody, you know, they all came out for graduation and, uh, the, I think it was the summer Olympics for 2018. Uh, they were on TV. So we stayed at the hotel the night, uh, after I got released, um, from our graduation ceremony. And I was just staring off in the distance. hundred yards there. Yeah, hundred. I mean, hundred yards stare. That's a fucking real thing. Goddamn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded good. I've I've never heard it before, but it sounded good, man. Um, you know, so I'm staring off in the distance, or I didn't even realize I was staring off in the distance. I was just so over. I guess over. I guess I was overwhelmed by what was going on. But it's learning. Like it's learning how to separate those two things, right? It's been a, you know, it's been a, it's been a very hard thing to do, but there's just this place that I can go to where, and I've said this before, I've said this to some people and they give me this weird look, but in my, like deep down in my, in my soul, I know I've, I've found this place. I know there's a place that I can go. Where if somebody that I care about is being mistreated 
or is, you know, just in that, just in a bad place, I know there's this place that I can go and I can drop someone from point blank range. Hell yeah. And not feel a thing. Damn. Not feel a thing. That's some real shit. That's some fucking real shit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I get what you mean where it's like, that feeling of because that's one thing to like express your emotions whether you're depressed or you're just angry and shit like that but to not to have any of that man and just be able to just do whatever and not have any type of feeling after that that's you know something else to to me like to me not acknowledging it would be even more dangerous Mm. like acknowledging that it's there I have to work twice as hard. I have to work three times as hard. And I get super, I get super jealous of the people that don't have to work hard for that at all. Yeah. Like I thought it was for a long time. I thought it was resentment, Mm -hmm. you know, and then tore it apart, looked at it. It's not that it's not that I was resentful for people that didn't have to do the work. It's that I'm jealous of the people that don't have to do the work. (laughs) I'm jealous of people that don't have to do the work. It's not resentment at all. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like when I look at it in that fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were talking, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about altruistic. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about altru- we were talking about altruistic. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that conversation, but oh, I think so we were like, talking about program. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were ta- we were talking about, um, we were talking about. I so I saw I saw altruistic pop up when in something I was reading, um, and I. Googled it for the first time because <laughs> uh, I'd never, they told me, they told me to get a dictionary, right? Oh yeah. I and said, I'll get Google. Yep. I got a phone. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> hey, the 19 fucking 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then I, I but I, I Googled altruistic because altruistic is used in our lives pretty regularly. Yeah. I, not I, like on a daily, probably yeah. not on a daily basis, but we hear it pretty regularly and we just go like it's, it's not anything that we question. Yeah. Um, but if you Google it, the first one that comes up, which is, it says it's the definitions from Oxford languages, uh, altruistic. The definition says showing a disinterested and selfless concern for the well being of others. <laughs> Unselfish. Semi, semicolon unselfish hmm. and we both start i read that and it i didn't catch it the first time <laughs> but on the other end of the phone you're sitting over there he's like wait what i was like what i was like what are you i he's like was, read that again <laughs> <laughs> it was like i i just found out like i was doing life wrong this whole time you know like i had like a uh eighth and tenth like step you know or uh, not step uh, like eighth or tenth like sense of my senses, you know, like a. It was shocking. You had that spidey sense. <laughs> it's fucking weird. You know, it's actually cool. The next episode that comes out is. Oh, this is what I was gonna tell you. We'll we'll, I'll come back to that. Um, yeah, but then I scrolled down after we figured out that there was an issue. With, yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. definition, and Merriam-Webster defines altruistic as. Uh, a having or showing an unselfish concern 
for the welfare of others. Altruistic acts, motives, uh, a generous and altruistic person. Okay. Makes more I sense. probably could have stopped after the first sentence. But that, yeah, that definition made more sense than the first one. The first one, I was like, what the fuck? So. Well, yeah, you're supposed, I mean, I'm not going to dictate to people how they should feel. <clears throat> but if it's altruistic, the only, like, the only way that altruistic, the definition makes sense to me is if you have an interest <laughs> in the well-being of others. <laughs> But you're not, but, but at the same time, so it's that, you know, it's that dichotomy of having an interest in the well-being of someone, but not, like, not worrying about yourself. Hmm. Are you talking about, like, more like an oxymoron or like a, um. Well, it's, you don't, I mean, if you're, if you're performing an altruistic act mm-hmm. i don't know maybe would it, would it be an altruistic act uh if you're performing it um i don't know altruistic maybe it's your, again it says yeah. showing having or showing an unselfish concern for the welfare of others so realistically I think you're having an interest. I, I mean, to me, I think maybe you don't have to have an interest. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the way that you live life. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Like, um, we've, we've heard about before, you know, if you're doing something out of kindness for someone else, you know, it's it, yeah, it should be altruistic. But if you're doing something, expecting something else, you're doing business, right? Yeah, it's not a bu- it's not a business transaction. Yeah, because like I was saying before, uh, finding out that I was such a great guy um, before uh, recovery that I wasn't such a great guy. I was just doing business transactions with people because I wanted that validation. Tell me, I'm 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 a good person, you know that type. You're a of good thing. person. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean that. I mean that also goes into loving people where they're at. Yeah, I mean that's. A, I mean that's one that I struggle with. Oh shit! Not so. It's not. No, it's not. And yeah, when I like, like when I say, like when I say that I struggle with loving people where they're at. Mm-hmm. It's I want. I want all these good things for people. You know, I want. I want them to want it. I want them to want it more than I want it. <laughs> right? It's kind of like, hey, I want you to do this thing in my... I want you to do this thing, but I want you to do it exactly how I see it in my head, though. I want you to do something good for yourself yeah. so that I feel better. <laughs> can't really do that. <laughs> right. Right. You, like, you can't do that. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but so that thought, that, that thought that came up while we were talking about altruistic, right? Mm. So the next ep- the, the next, uh, recording or episode that I'm going to release, which I think we talked during the break, this isn't the fourth recording I've done. This is the fifth. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, the last, the episode before this, 
Uh, I had Anthony Tatum on. Anthony Jacob Tatum. Yeah, he made sure I knew his middle name. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but we call him Ant, right? Um, I mean, actually, let me re- let me re- let me start this over. Okay. Everybody that is friends with Ant, or the majority of them, call him Ant. Uh, I consider myself friends with Ant. I never asked him, uh, but I call him Ant now too. <laughs> and going back to the what I was talking about for catchy, uh, you know, creative titles, mm-hmm. and my buddy doing that for his. So I was thinking, uh, since everybody calls him Ant, uh, since he and I were both on the podcast and we were talking and we were having a good, pretty good conversation. I was thinking that I would call his episode Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just fun stuff like that, right? Like it's fun to sit here and, and have a conversation and not really know where the hell it's going to go. Yeah. You know, it's natural. It's organic. A vegan, you know, non gluten, <laughs> <laughs> especially with people that you know, you know, or you've talked to previously, it's, it's easier to sit there and produce something like that instead of, like you're saying, sitting there asking questions. Uh, it's less of an interview, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I keep, I keep bringing this up, and I think it's just because of the, the 21st century that we live in. You know, everybody's on, or a lot, most of the people that we know are on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of under a microscope. Uh, we're always on camera in some form or another. Uh, but it seems like a lot of energy goes into people pretending, hey, my life is falling apart behind the scenes. But on Instagram, my world's amazing. Pride and ego. You, know, you only see the, the highlight reel. Oop. This right now is a garage. God, that's scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when I'm playing games, people are like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's a garage. <laughs> and they're like, what? It's like a fucking starship is like going off. I was like, yeah. Kind of. It's a garage. So. Yeah. I wish it was a starship. That would be awesome. Oh, it's it's going to go again. Um got to tell you about that i was like <laughs> <laughs> until that happened i was like Fuck. i was like oh my god yeah so yeah, beam me up scatty every time <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about um what's my turn about oh um being on social media i mean it cracked me up you looked at me and i was like i have no idea what yeah. i said 30 seconds ago we're talking about uh <laughs> being under a microscope and being under a microscope and you know even though I'm depressed, mm-hmm. my world is amazing. Well, we need to show, you know, even though I don't really care about other people, I need their validation. Dude. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, imagine me sleeping. And that's I, ridiculous. And like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but it's the highlight reel, man. It's, it's the highlight reel that people want to put up. I... I'm terrified. Like I am terrified of people, boss. I don't care about you, and I don't like you. I don't like people, but I do care about 
what you think of me. I need to put on this kind of persona that my life is together because I need you to acknowledge that my life is together. You know, but why do I need that if I don't care about you in the first place? You know, or I want to put this front that I care about. You know what you have to. I don't care about what you have to say about me. You know, dude, I care a lot about what. Like, I wish I like. I wish I could sit here and tell mm-hmm. you that. You know, finding the finding the rooms of recovery that. You know, I'm this perfect little. I'm 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 this perfect little member now. <laughs> None of us are, man. But, you know, like, <laughs> like we're, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I was, I'm, I feel like I'm further, I mean, I, th- I thought the perfect was possible. I mean, I knew it was an outside shot and that I already messed it up. But, like, if I can just be as perfect as possible, I'm not perfect, man. I don't believe it exists. I, if, if it does, I don't want to be perfect. No, it'd be you know boring how, as hell. Well, not just boring as hell. But you know how exhausting it would have to be to try to be perfect all the time? Yeah. It'd be so exhausting, but we strive for it anyway for some reason. You know? I have no idea why we do, but we do. Yeah. But, um... I was going to say something else, but I forgot what it was. Oh, um... I have a sponsor that always, like, talks about, um... You know, people talking shit. You know, people, people are always like getting all pissed off because someone else is talking shit or saying that like they're not doing a good job or something like that. And it's like, yo, it's about you, but it doesn't concern you. You know, you can't stop everyone from talking shit ever in the world. Someone out there is going to talk shit. At least someone's talking about you, you know, <laughs> maybe look at it that way. Hey, I got told, I got told probably a year, year and a half ago, there are two types of business. My business and none of my fucking business. Yeah. I always like to try to get into none of my fucking business. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, we, we learned. I want to tell everybody how it is. Yeah, I learned that when I was in, uh, when I was in treatment, too. They're like, there's uh, your business, their business, and uh, you know, they used to say it's God's business, which was like, you know, with the weather, fucking traffic and shit like that. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. Because COVID shit is not not mine or your business, but I try to make it my business. You know, if people want to sit there and talk talk shit, you know, or talk about other people, that's their business. Maybe about me, but it's not my business. You know, that's that's them. Kind of got into that, that mentality, even though some shit at work happened. Some shit at work happened. This, this was actually before I stopped. Uh, I stopped vaping. This is one of the, the main reasons why I did. Today on Mari. Yeah. So uh, when it, one of the main reasons why I stopped vaping was I had these flight attendant, I had this one flight attendant guy trip out and he's like, are you smoking on the plane? And shit like that. I, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I wasn't. But when you go up in altitude, your tank's going to fucking leak. Mm. We all learned that the hard way. Yeah. So yeah, we do. Even when I empty my tank out, still all the juice in the the cotton, yeah, where the coil is, it still will leak out. Yep. So I always have that shit wrapped up in a towel, put in my pocket, right? But you can smell that shit. Oh yeah. But I like how it smells, so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bother me, because fuck everyone else, right? <laughs> uh, dude, like, wants to sit there and like accuse me. 
these are one of the these are the type of people that make work hard and it's not my job is not hard unless we you know we gotta do like a medical or evacuation or some shit that's when shit gets real have you ever done that medical yeah okay. evacuation no um you know old people get on the plane it happens people get on the plane they haven't eaten all day i'm like motherfucker why didn't you eat <laughs> it is five o'clock in the afternoon you haven't eaten you're about to get on the five hour fucking flight see i always make i always make the joke with everybody when they're talking about if we have a water landing because mm. most of my flying is over the midwest yeah right it's from arizona to texas so a big ass arizona or, Ar- <laughs> or arizona to indiana right yeah it's like if we hit water we have done something horribly wrong <laughs> like i, know, I hope i don't i hope i don't survive the landing in the water but <laughs> here's a question though would you rather land on a fucking mountain or like a, like you know somewhere solid you know or water definitely water hmm. okay fair that's fa- that's fair yeah. see it's like those ra- like these are the random this is the random stuff that comes up right yeah. Yeah. Like we're we're closing in on the end of this. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny on Friday I called you. Mm. And for some reason I had the urge to tell you that randomly on a Tuesday like 6 months ago I called my mom, I called my dad, I called my one of my best friends and I let them know, "Hey, I am an organ donor. Mm. You are one of the emergency contacts <laughs> in my phone." Oh yeah, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> Like randomly out of the blue on a Tuesday, <laughs> like my dad's walking into the supermarket, yeah. my friends, you know, driving home from work and I'm like, Hey, I'm an organ donor. You're one of my emergency contacts in my phone. If they call you pull the plug, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like pull the plug. Yep. Uh, and you know, then my stepdad uh, made sure that I knew <laughs> that being an emergency contact does not make them my medical proxy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for my stepdad, man. He made growing up so much fun. Um, but at the like, he's just a, you know, he's just this smorgasbord of of knowledge. You know, taught me how to build and all that fun. You know, it was it was fun, man. Mm. We remodeled a lot of stuff. But yeah, no, I'm 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 glad that I'm glad that he's there to make sure that you know that I'm like, oh okay. I I, I just wanted to make sure. I, I don't know why I had that. I I really don't know why. I don't know why on a Tuesday at like five thirty, I'm like, you know what? I need to call everybody and make sure they know they're my emergency contact and had to pull the plug. But uh, Jenna, Jenna and I were talking about uh, the DNR stuff. Yeah, and I was like, you know, some people have the DNR tattooed on them, right? Really? Yeah, they they have DNR like tattooed on them. Oh wow! And she was like, you know, some kids are gonna like try to be real edgy, and <laughs> have that like tattooed on them. God, so do they don't. go by the paperwork, or do they go by the tattoo, or you know, what do you what do you fucking do? I was like, I don't know, maybe the tattoo. And she was like, no, because what if like some dumbass like kid end up getting it, and then. Shit fucks up, and then they don't fucking resuscitate them. I was like, "Yeah, you do got a point." Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. They don't really go by the DNR a lot of times, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, us. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared of hospitals because of watching that dude. 
Like I don't ever want to be. I don't ever want to go into a hospital. Jesus. It seems like yeah. every case they get, yeah. it's like, hey, also, you yeah. came in here. You came. You came in here sneezing. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, COVID. <laughs> right? Like oh, sh- <laughs> when I was in the hospital, man, that sucked. When I was in the COVID, that sucked. They put me in a room with some dude that was 84. Man, COVID. I, he was fine. You know, me, I was fucking dying. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it was probably like when he was younger, he was eating dirt and like drinking out of the fucking water hose. I did that shit, but it didn't happen. It didn't help me. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Maybe it was all that uh, like lead paint and shit. That they I mean, we got, COVID, we got COVID at the same time. Mm-hmm. I remember and calling I'll, you. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I tell you, like, you <laughs> Dude, that was like, like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. COVID is a thing. Yeah. And yeah. and if you if you haven't experienced it, I I pray to God that you don't. Yeah. But if you um, do. But if you do, <laughs> it is survivable. Yeah, it is. It it is survivable. But just the way that you called me uh you know, being there and just like me being, you know, me being you know, in the condition that I was in. Yeah. Man, dude, that like Real quick, I had to, I don't know why, but it was just, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to face, like, it's scary to face your own mortality. It's yeah. scary to face your friend's mortality. Dude, I, when I was in there, like, how I explained to a lot of people that I've talked to, uh, and some people at the coop, uh, I, had, I was wondering if they, they ended up relapsing, going back out. They're like, no, I had COVID. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And uh, they're like, oh, I'm fine. Uh but I was telling them, like, yo, when I was in there for four days, I couldn't do shit, you know. I couldn't do anything. I could barely even get up to turn to the other side without going to a coughing spasm. But, um, you know, you get kind of in acceptance mode. <laughs> You're like, yo, if this is how I go out, this is how I go out, at least fucking hurry up because I'm tired as fuck. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I was telling my friend about those kind of moments. He's like, "Yeah, it's kind of like when you're driving and your engine light goes off and you're like in the middle of two states, you kind of start thinking about God a little bit." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe," because <laughs> you're fucking paralyzed. I can't do shit about that, you know. I couldn't do shit when I was in the hospital. But uh, felt bad for the dude next to me though. His wife had died like a couple of days before he came in. You know, yeah, granted, they were like 80-something years old, but I was like, damn, it's it's happening fast. I, I think that was like the, probably like the, the 10th person I had known that ended up dying from this shit. It is real. It is survivable. It's like, you know, if it, if it gets bad, it took me three ER visits for them to finally admit me in. They're like, no, your, your O2 levels aren't low enough. I was like, not low enough. I'm fucking dying, my dude. I am dying right now. You see this. This is not a picture of a well person. Yeah. I am dying. And uh and just hearing all the people around me in, in, in the ER lobby, I was just like, this fucking sucks. But yeah. I was surprised you didn't go to the hospital either. Because I was seeing you, I was like, oh shit. I don't know, man. I got a I have a pretty good threshold uh for I kinda enjoy misery. It's so it's the, I'm, I'm probably a psycho. I mean, 
<laughs> There's some part of me that's a psychopath. Or a fucking masochist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like, I enjoy cat. my own misery. Like, yeah, spend my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm... I'm <laughs> 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 fucking some kicky ass shit. <laughs> yeah, so... But, uh... All right. Cool, man. I got, uh, I got one more question for you. So I asked this in the last episode, and I'm curious what your answer is. What effect do you want to have on the world? Be altruistic. No, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) The first definition. Um, The first definition where where you're disinterested about the people. (laughs) The real fucked up one. I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't know, man. It's like a lot of us that are in recovery, man. Um, to to give that chance to someone else that was like me before, and just we're we're in a ripple of a pond, man. This positive kind of type of movement that we're in of recovery, of you even have to be an addict to fucking do the same thing. Just be a, a like a positive type of spin on the world whether it's if it's a small ripple or it's a fucking tidal wave you know because i spent so much of my life just taking taking time to give it back man you know hell yeah cool thank you my dude yeah appreciate you appreciate you being here i mean i guess you live here uh but (laughs) appreciate you coming on appreciate you letting me come out at uh you know, after work and recording you. If uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with Noel, I'll see if he wants to give any contact information. If you reach out to me on Instagram, you can you can get with me and I can get you in, in touch with him. All right. Until next time. Until next time. This is gonna be a really weird recording, dude. <laughs> I'm trying some new stuff. I'm trying some new stuff. Let me know if you like it. All right. Out.